0: This place, Kilmichael, is a kind of a touchstone in our history. This is where 18 auxiliaries were killed by Tom Barry's flying column in the War of Independence, a turning point. Three of Barry's men died in that engagement. In this place, at a natural chicane in the road, history is still alive. In the recent past, to show your face here was in itself a political statement. (coughs) In this place and its hinterland and places like it, this state was born.
1: Sween of August Anor Horton True Lakra for Bas Ernato, Michal Makarig, Shimus Osulvan, Agus Padrik Audesh. Kunyan dear Trokra Ernk, Agus, Nalekra Gulera for Bas, her son Sir Shanahair. And maybe we would have a minute's silence.
2: But that were with the Republicans that had, were with them. They were with them. They were not twisting. So that, uh, that McCroom was uh, more English backing than Republican at that time. Even in our street you could count the houses that were Republican. You know?
0: This is Dinny O'Sullivan and his nephew Brendan O'Brien.
2: So the I don't have some memory of what's on the other side that I could tell people.
0: <laughs> Dinny has a fierce memory. He says he could count the buttons on the uniforms.
2: Every Sunday evening, my mother and the family at that time used to go visiting uh, a cottage in Calderham outside Macroome. And we started off after dinner this Sunday we came, we would come on to a little bridge called the Drahadeen. Now, uh, just as we came to the Drahadeen, my mother said, oh, there's two black and tans coming down next to us. They were coming towards the bridge to cross to the Cawdram Road and I think go home then that way again. Anyhow, uh, they, I, I looked at them, and uh, they, they, they were fully clad, revolver in each in each leg. Like. Low down they were, and they were coming on behind us, uh, maybe uh, maybe twenty twenty feet or that way, and a chatty way. And when we had covered the distance of about half a mile they had gained a little bit more f- from us behind. So we we got to the, the Glen Gate, they were, they were coming on very near at the back. And a trip, well, maybe from here now to seven or eight feet, we had the shots. shots. I look back, I remember looking back well, there was a blob of smoke. You know, I didn't see bits of smoke first. I saw a man down the ground. And uh, we kept going. And just as we went another few feet, this blackened hand came along, holding his hand like this, high up. And it was all blood. <laughs> it was all blood. He cleverly kept... Inside us on Pat, you see the children alone, and he kept inside us all the ways down along uh, along the wall, and he left in. He I think I don't know which of died. One of died anyway, but uh, afterwards then we heard that uh, from good authority that they were following him down along inside the wall. But he was huge, you know. We were sheltering him with the children and they couldn't fire any more because they wanted to kill the two of them. of like, them died, of course, I'd say the fellow was in the ground.
3: Tell the, me, how did the people of the town react to the shooting of the Black and tens, your neighbours?
2: In the, the town that time, um, to split. Because... An awful lot of them were people that were making their living through England and they didn't want to be causing all the trouble, you know. Mm -hmm. We're hand in hand now but, but, I mean, the the wounds are there. And people will never get rid of them.
0: When it was all over and uh... Civil War was over and the towns had all gone home. Did the people in the town then have to get on together? The people that liked the English as well as mm,
2: The answer is no. No. The, the want bitterness multiplied. It's the, 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 the 1922 when the Free State Army were established. Of course, that started the Civil War. And you know, it was brother against brother then. And these two two Free Staters were coming down the road driving a Jeep. They opened fire on uh, the two Free Staters anyway, they opened fire on them and they ran with their car up against the pillar. The two of them were killed. And the mother, I won't say murder because Laram deserves this. <laughs> It was a civil war, and that was it. That, time. Yeah. the bitterness, because bitterness was kindled that time by action. Uh, mm-hmm. There was always, there's always that blot between people, you know, uh, when they think today, oh, well, they were, they were horrible people. They were they old, old Free Staters, you know. It was a case of go to the Republican and support them, shops or anything, see? And that, 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 that's here any kind of a gloom yet? That feeling, you know? That, that bitterness is, is still lingering on in town.
1: we hardly call ourselves a republic if we didn't accommodate all shades of opinion. But for the past few weeks, we seem to have gone overboard in our commemoration of what I call Irish-born British soldiers fought in World War I. The media has been saturated with commentators who have their own version of history. And we are sick of hearing the same old line they died for the freedom of small nations. They even have the gall to tell us that these Irish-born British soldiers gave their lives for our freedom. But we know that our freedom was won by the bodies of Kilmichael and Cross Barry, and several other ambush sites all over the country, and not on the battlefields of Europe in World War I. Oh. While there are British soldiers still on Irish soil, the Lord Mayor of Cork last year saw fit to wear a poppy to a commemoration ceremony and subsequently give the freedom of the city to John Major, who did little or nothing for the cause of Irish freedom or justice or peace and whose party brutalised the people of this country for generations, I could say. The present Lord Mayor seems to be following on the same lines. He goes to the trouble of organising a commemoration for these soldiers and getting a concert going in the City Hall. The comrades of these people who he he is commemorating boarded that same City Hall in 1920. We pride ourselves in being called the rebel county. But if present trends continue, I, I think that Cork City will soon be known as the Imperial City.
4: Two fellas from Macroon died and they went up to heaven and met Peter and they said to Peter, who's in charge here because we'll be
0: again him. This is McCroom. A town, they say, and, uh, that never reared a fool.
4: To be against?
0: It's a place that uh, resonates for Donal O'Mahuna. He talks about the white boys on Thahar Pather and the great lament written for Artur Lera, the poet and nationalist Peter Golden, and the playwright T.C. Murray largely forgotten figures now.
4: They burned it in case, you see, the tens would take it over and uh, use it as a barrack. They burned the castle to prevent the National Army from taking it over. And there's another great building, I don't know, can we see it from here? Mount Massey. Uh, it's a fine building, and it was... Uh, the shell of it is still visible. It's it's, it's mentioned in the, in the McCroom song, Mount Massey, the flower of McCroom. Friends, come with me, and there you will see the apples and cherries in bloom. And to you I'll invite, where I first saw the light, in Mount Massey, the flower of McCroom. Oh, yes, I mean, you can go through them. Warden's Court was one. So many of them through the country. Uh, in County Cork. Abandoned uh, castle, Kilbritton castle, beautiful castle. And McCroom was the first place that the tens appeared in Ireland. Apparently, they the, the, the were sent to McCroom And of course, uh, right through the United Irishmen, the white boys, the, you know, the agrarian um, uh, Macroon was, was very active, you know. The, the hinterland of Macroon, now can draw clandroid, that area, like, they never bowed. We are looking at the remains of the castle.
0: Sometimes history is about absences, scars on the landscape and the memory.
4: And then the connecting building where the castle was and that, that castle, as I say, was burned and was there then as a a skeleton, a ruin, until 1966 when it was pronounced dangerous and it was knocked down. Unfortunately now that tower is in private, it's a a, a private yard, it's a, a garage, a private garage there is no roof in it. It's a pity that it's uh, not refurbished you know, because it's uh, very solid, as you can see from here. On our left, across the way from the castle building there, you can go across Castle Street, is uh, the Church of Ireland. Now, unfortunately, there's no congregation in that church. And for the next two or three weeks, it will be used as a Santa Claus cave. You know, People forget, you know, people forget. I mean, you're talking about another age. It is only not cases like myself that do any kind of study of these people and the kind of people they were and, you know, and appreciate, you know. I would have mixed feelings about it. I appreciate very much. I appreciate very much uh, their suffering, you know. But, uh, it is possible, you see, that... What they achieved could have been achieved constitutionally if they had patience. Now, Yeats says that in his poem, Easter 1916, that uh, England might have kept faith. You see, their promise, Home Rule was was passed, the Act, Home Rule Act was passed, but was put in abeyance because the First World War was on, you see. Now it is quite possible that we would have less violence. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but... uh, the Civil War and the War of Independence did leave a legacy of violence that that the, the way to achieve things was by you know, the gun and I mean a lot of people have died as a result now you know, appreciating now what fellas suffered in jail and the rest of it you know had you know, had there been more wisdom, you know, I mean, it has lasted right down, you know, to 1990, like, you know. it's a long time.
0: Kilvultra. Morning. Two and a half miles northwest of Macroom, a high windy place. This is a traditional farmhouse nestling in the hills warm out of the cold and welcoming
3: I don't know whether we'll be able to help you or not
0: the talk like everywhere else these days is of the economy and the recall of pork and bacon
3: They're expecting that, uh, that, uh, beef samples a...
0: it feels like a turning back to lost leaders and ancient truths
3: oh, I mean, we boast
0: around the world about our health-free status, you know. On the table, there's a 1960s copy of Dorothy McCardle's book, *The Irish Republic*.
3: The first time I saw Deb was in 1938, after he had got back to ports and the annual result settled. It was to the highest pinnacle of his career. He had got uh, he had got in in '37, went out in overall, and then he decided to go for an overall in 1938. And I remember, what age would I have be been, 38, uh, 13 years or something like that? We met him outside at the noble Bridge, just outside the town. And I remember when the car stopped and the back the door opened and he sat inside. He'd have the kind of an effect in you, that you were seeing God. Well, that that would, effect. Then you, I
5: why he wouldn't remember exactly as far yeah. as that now. Well, he not.
3: would have that. You would have that feeling. Yeah. They've had an, uh, he had an... He had extraordinary charisma. Mm-hmm. But then sure should be to look at, at Michael Collins' photographs. I mean, you could easily see where people would follow him to hell, Lake, wouldn't you? I mean, to see his appearance and, you know... Mm-hmm. Well, uh, my name, as you know, is Michael O'Connor. and My family were deeply involved and um, then they took the anti-treaty side. My uncle, who had been a lieutenant in the 7th Battalion, Days, he was captured in the Civil War. He did 30 days in um, Gormonstone. And then, then, as time went on, we evolved with it and became prominent in Fiona around You Fianna. say
5: it was simply a case that they followed some local leader
6: I leaders Chandler.
3: Chandler said it was the bloody vote. It was the mm. bloody vote was the problem. You see, they were... They They were God-fearing men, all of them, uh, which is, they were were very God-fearing men, Matt, all of them. (laughs) And a note to them was an awful sacred thing, they.
5: But then again, I said, you see, they didn't really know what they were, what they were fighting for. But I suppose it is quite possible they fought two world wars, and a big percentage of the soldiers didn't even know I what they were the fighting for. So I mean, is a soldier's have job the
3: War was the most
5: crazy war was ever fought. Point, like it was fought in military power
3: of Germany, Germany and England. And, and, and you had the extraordinary situation where the old Kaiser, the Emperor of Germany, was a near-old relative of the King of England, was their first cousin. But of course, when you ran into it and fighting,
5: just for survival. Catholic,
3: Belgium was one of the most vicious colonisers of all, sure, in the Congo, weren't they? And uh, poor little Catholic Belgium. This is the war to win, world wars. Oh, Those plenty. men, a couple of years before, had sworn a solemn oath to the Irish Republic. And now they were expected to renounce that and, and swear a note to the king of England you were out there the other Sunday at the commemoration the the humble the of rocks where where he had his main place there was no retreat
5: will nobody see Michael but people must remember there and kill Michael is to the force real ambush and he he must have totally banked in in, in simply killing them in a matter of 10 15 minutes, which she succeeded in. Because if it had become a long f- fight there, like Crossberry, they would not have survived. They
3: not, they're not a treat, huh? No. There was no hope, and there were no trees growing there. That no. came out uh, as bare as anything could be, like just a hump of rock. But what men, 36 men, leaving that place that night at 2 o'clock, and then the priest comes out to hear their confessions by the side of a ditch, right. and then they go 10 or 12 miles to Michael
5: was that it? Item, maybe 16.
3: Raining down on the inside ditches sometimes, and mm. if they wanted to smoke a bag, they dodge under a bush, like, yeah. and arriving at uh, 7 or 8 o'clock on that cold, yeah. wet morning, the 28th day of November, mm. and they didn't lie down there, then, behind the rocks with their guns, until 4 o'clock, wasn't it? 4, 5, 5, 5, 5, 10 past 4. But to think that they were able to fight then at that stage, you know, was not it remarkable?
5: Yet, yeah, but I suppose all cold and all fear probably leaves in that position.
3: The blood gets up.
5: I'd say, so.
3: In the course of my life, I knew hundreds of them. Oh, Did in you, In
5: Sixty-five years, I'd be. I've
3: a good few older ones than you. Put years, you, c- on c- you.
2: C- kind
5: of count there. No oh, I
3: knew, I I knew hundreds of them, and my and every one of em, without exception, was... People of impeccable character. Oh, yes. Impeccable, impeccable character. And you know, most of them didn't rise to a high station in life, but no one of them had a small funeral. No.
5: They all had big funerals. Oh, but what should we sit here now, too, we'll say? I met Lucien. I had people also involved in those times in the trouble, and of course, it followed on from there. Well, I was very, I thought very strongly one side, which should be anti treaty. I suppose still do, but I would give it much more thought now on the aspects. Net, be not entirely hundred per cent sure. You know. Like,
3: and um, uh, is that all my thing. Yeah, you're very welcome, Don. Back I and uh, we're going over the whole general scene, you know, yes. as best we can. We could keep talking for weeks. Ago. We
7: got involved during the trouble times, as a matter of fact. At, in the end of nineteen twenty, following the death of Titans McSweeney and his brother King Michael Lambert thing that fairly happened in the city. So the Clark number one number brigade, which included Almight Clark City and the donors of the sea, they moved the headquarters to our at Contamination under Sean O'Hagerty. The family at home took the anti-treaty side in the Civil War, but Sean Hagerty <coughs> he was against the treaty, but he were not actively opposed. It. He had again a moderate influence on them, he still said at Oros. During the negotiations, even when they were trying to settle the civil war in early 1922, he was uh, hanging around the place all the time. So he had rather, we were definitely anti-treaty side. My mother side as well, they were very much anti-treaty. And I would say he had a certain moderate influence on us, you know. We got to the funny thing. My mother, no, she was a mad Republican, but she always admired Michael Collins and she had no name the And there was a funny thing, nearly the same atmosphere you could, you could get in there growing up. Definitely anti-treaty, but...
0: And did she stay a republic
7: Oh, yes, she the did she? Oh, yes, well, yes, I said she would have, yeah. But she wasn't feeling the file she was supporter of Sean Lamasson the cabinet, but not Valera. And she always admired Michael Collins. And she could t- talk about anything associated with trouble, except even Michael Collins was shot. She got rather vague about that evening. She said that she had been making the coals that evening, and when she came in, three tall men came out of the parlour and went out the door. And she never asked who they were. So she said, I suppose probably didn't. Did she know more than what she told us? you, did she get kind of rather vague about that evening, you know? After mm-hmm. she came into from milking the coast, and the three tall men came out of the father and walked out the door. And she never asked who they were. One of them was DMD. One of one. I think somebody else said it was so Devil and Liam Lynch, and I don't know who the third one was. Devil was definitely one of them anyway. Colin, Devil was around that evening.
3: You, yeah, he was
7: in the other Russia. He was. He was. And uh, like he one? was seen in the village. And he left the village, and I he thought heading for a lawns. The three men came out of the, and walked out the door. We were definitely anti-Treaty, said. But
0: it, say you're in an area like this, and you were saying like the IRA after the War of Independence, all stayed or more or less all no stayed one. solid, yeah. anti-Treaty. That became, through the years, mostly Fenaghall. But where, where did Bina Gale come from in this area then? Gale historically. Yeah.
5: Came very simply, uh, we'll say there was the IRA in there, uh, we'll say their brothers and sisters, Fina Gael came then. Well, there's no way of saying this, but a blunt way, there they they were the people that more or less, if not opposed, didn't approve what they were doing. I suppose, in other words, maybe you'd have a case where Collins would have turned in his grave if he... So many of the people that came in and said they're following Miss Fina Gael, Frank. I suppose to put it bluntly, their mentality'd be more near Unionist than anything else.
3: Of course, a certain number of, uh, of uh, good people who did uh, go a uh, uh, treaty around here, you know. I mean, for instance, you no know, Mottie Bryan, the Lynch's, you know, John Lynch's people, the, the Lynch family, were the point here, Option Fein and McCroom. John Lynch, you know, who was second in command to Dan Corkery. All the, all the Lynch family went free state and afterwards to to come on the ground on in Finnegal, like. It, and and some other families as well.
7: Do you see Collins actually accepted the treaty as a stepping stone to the republic? Do you
3: seriously believe, Matt, yeah. that if John Bruton had been treacherous over those years, we'd have a peace process in the North. Oh, no.
5: No, that's what right. I'm saying. And there's also another thing.
2: Sorry to interrupt now. Would you... A Jordan for a cup of tea? We will. We'll have a cup of tea. Two, ma-
3: two, ma- two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You're not
0: in a hurry, are you? You're our last call, I think.
6: All the members of my family, uh, they wore blue shirts going to school. Do you know, they weren't a bit ashamed of it. In, in later uh, years, that, you know, people took kind of a more uh, broad minded view. But the, a lot of the older folk were alive that him, They were they were very bitter. They remember the Civil War, you see. But then as time went on, you know, it was forgotten. Almost forgotten anyway. But there's still an odd personnel that him they'd be bitter enough. Do you know around time of elections and things like that they wouldn't they wouldn't even talk to you. You think that you were a black. <laughs> <laughs> the name is Tommy O'Connell.
0: Dignan. Tommy O'Connell in the square in McCroom comes from the same genetic pool as the men up in Kilvultra. It's just way back then his family took the other road. Dinéon O'Sullivan, I, I introduced him
6: uh, out in Rocheen at uh, in the 1948 election. I was only 10 years of age at the time. I didn't know what I was standing up in the butter box but... <laughs> I was asked, would I do it, and I introduced him anyway. So I started working in Macroom in 1956. I'm still in Macroom. My father and my, and my uncle, they were both. They fought in the War of Independence. And uh, after that, they took the Pro-Treaty side and uh, they joined the Free State Army. After that, then, when I came to Macroom, I joined the Fine Gael Party, in 1956, here in McRome, and I was, uh, I was chairman of it for 14 years. And in 1967, I stood for the local elections as a Fine Gael candidate and was elected. I was there until 1985. And even when I started, a lot of people were ashamed to have people come up and say, oh, you're voting for Fine Gael. A lot of the old business people in McRome, they never showed their politics at all. They were afraid, you see, because uh, Fianna fail were wasn't poor for so long. And uh, they were afraid like that if they come out and show their their their, their colours, that it could do harm to their business. But I never thought that way. After that, then people started to come out of the world like they were, um, they'd were. be ashamed to be Fianna Fáil today, the way the country has gone. But we took a stand and we stuck to it, through thick and through thin, and... I always thought anyway that, you know, this stood for, for uh, honesty and integrity. and uh,
0: right, like I've been out at the Kill Michael commemoration a couple of weeks ago. Would you ever go to that, even though you're...
6: No, I, I never did, strangely enough. And the reason for that was uh, there is a certain element that, uh, uh, and it uh, was mostly Fianna Fáil, they kind of try to take over all these things that they were... That, that no one died for Ireland, only you, you had to be a member of Fianna Fáil. And I resented that all down through the years because uh, there were, uh, before the split up in the civil war, there were great people on both sides and they uh, they all fought in the interest of their country.
4: But like you now as a lifelong Fine Gael man, would you consider yourself a Republican?
6: I would, of course, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out screechy about it. We'd be as good as Republicans, uh, as a lot of the the others, every bit. But they're only using that as a uh, you know as a lever. The only thing that they could say about W T because we have, that he reduced the pension by five pence, a shilling at the time, I think. And uh, they talk about that yet, but uh, there's a lot of worse things that that happening now than the word about it. Uh, that time they had to, you know, they had to balance their budget, and they did balance it. And you see, the civil war that was the the worst thing that ever happened because after getting freedom, in the twenty six counties, the those the anti treaty forces, or later, Fenafar. You know, they went along, blown up bridges and, and and burning castles, like McCroom Castle is one place they burned, and. Uh, all those, most of those bridges, certainly, they all had to be rebuilt again in a cost money, and that's what Cosgrave's government was left to do after the Civil War. You know, but you know, you hardly read about that at all in in in, in any history books. It wasn't even taught in schools. You know, there was kind of a, a one-sided view given. I mean, people around here that had that De Valera was God. Anything he did was right. And a lot there's a share of Malayia I think the same. When uh, when De Valera took over nineteen thirty two, it t- was a completely different thing. Uh, he he told them to burden everything British except their coal, and that we could live with, he could build a wall around Ireland and live without England. Do you think we could have lived without England? got gotcha in the forties and the fifties and the sixties They'd be eating each other here in Mochrome and around the country only for England. They had to go to England to get a living. So that's what I w- would think about it anyway.
4: The, 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 the great men, you see, who took the wrong side in the
0: Civil War had to leave. Outside, the gloom is gathering on the banks of the Salon. Against the darkening sky, the castle tower looks sawn off, abbreviated, like an abrupt ending.
4: It's difficult, to see, because, you know, a lot of these people were related to me. Uh, and they they did what they thought was necessary. Uh, but uh, I, i i you know I don't blame them or anything like that, but uh, you know I don't think you should broadcast any of this because it's it's all heresy you know I'm shut though. Det kan jo skje! Den er spjort og spjort ikke i i spjaktene, i det her det Gumah, we see gumah come in media to canaibeda. Now we ma card galera. Insa na agus kidi ko ebrizun sakarok agus sing nagdal temple ay kanan the Republic we raise our battle cry. Pierce and McDonough will pray for you and high, eager and ready for love of you they died, proud march the soldiers of the rare guard.
0: Back in Kilmichael, the keynote speaker is Declan Carney, usually described as a senior Sinn Fein strategist.
8: Friends, Kilmichael was a defining point.
0: He's a good orator and he hits all the right notes.
8: Partition and the continued denial of national independence are still wrong in 2008.
0: He attacks the bankers and the Gombeen men.
8: Those establishment politicians have forfeited the right to counsel on what democratic and patriotic duty should be. And this government's solution... ...on behalf of the the
0: men of no property.
8: ...Gombeen interests over the interests of ordinary people. The IRA volunteers who marched to do battle at this place 88 years ago did so as men of no property.
0: On the other hand, he's calling for a broad-based consensus, a kind of coalition of the willing with Fianna
8: We from those from other Republicans.
0: At this stage, I'm unsure of who's who.
8: It's not right. It's not fair. It's
0: wrong. In his way, Con O'Callaghan, who delivered the first speech, was far more radical than this. He challenged an emerging national consensus about the First World War
8: a united Ireland in our generations today, we need to bring a 21st century momentum to the achievement of that united Ireland.
0: Ninety years after the 1st Doyle, Dáil, we're all being invited to the Mansion House.
8: We are appealing to all nationally minded political parties, organisations and groups, to set aside sectional interests, to organise a new patriotic unity... And as a contribution to that work, we invite each one of you to join with us in our celebration of the 90th anniversary of Ankead Dal in the Mansion House on the 21st of January this year, coming 2009.
0: I remembered that book in on the table time, up in Kilwooltra. Dorothy McArdle wrote, state, Whether the Irish the Republic ever existed has been disputed, not only by jurists, and not only with words. For the Irish people, the Republic was, for a few tense years, a living reality which dominated every aspect of their lives.
8: Its existence
0: was a fact of human history, if not of logic or of law.
8: When the need for war and armed actions should give way to negotiations...
0: Maybe now, after all of that, 90 years later,
8: every man and woman and child amongst you, reach as we make
0: our way towards the, the Mansion Bobby House,
8: Sands described for us as the inner thing that says I'm right.
0: The Republic has come to mean whatever we want it to mean.
8: Every volunteer, every one of the 36 volunteers who stood up and fought for Ireland in these hills and drumlands and the roadway of Kilmichael was right.
0: And latter day, maybe it's safer that way. Who fought for the freedom
8: of Ireland We're were also right. Arail <laughs> in Lakela, Augustine de Hadrona Bob Lakta, Berigi Bua, Chucky Arla.